Beautiful listeners, you know we love you, and we appreciate all the support you've given us to this point. If you would like to further support us in our art, in our effort to allow these wonderful conversations to continue to take place, head over to patreon.com slash inside the sound. Well, hey there, everybody. Welcome back inside the sound. This is MJ. This is the Gypsy King in the house. Again, kind of an inside joke. But we have the wonderful Sarah Nimitz with us today. Hello. I'm happy to be here. Yay! Yay! (laughs) (laughs) The wickedly talented, the one and only. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the maniacal laugh doing. Yeah, for yes. real. Sarah, we were looking at some of your like performances and stuff and the videos that you have on YouTube. Like, oh my gosh. Like it's just such a unique style. And you can tell Dang. that you're so like into like your whole presence on stage. You command that stage, you know? And it's fun. Dang. So much fun to watch you perform. Oh, it's so much fun to do. I've, I've been singing since I was a kid. And I guess they, if you like what you do, you never you never work a day, right? So I just feel like I'm I'm I just get to have fun all the time. And every time I get up on a stage, I'm I'm so grateful to be there. And that people have come. You know, I've played plenty of shows <laughs> where it's just, you know, my mom and the bartender. <laughs> which is fine, you know, that's yeah. fine too. But she's got the not. gear on. Pom pom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sign, <laughs> homemade sign. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> That's great. You know, I did have a, a quick question. Are you on ten right now? Because we are on ten. I am. I'm eleven right. Actually, <laughs> to be honest, I haven't had my coffee yet, so I'm on like nine point five. But I will be on ten. Okay. Will be on 10. Soon enough. All right. Yes. Well, for starters. <laughs> uh, as you well know, every superhero has a great origin story. Yes. So every, you know, musical superhero is going to have an awesome origin story. So well, we'd, like you I, to, we'd like to hear yours, Sarah. It all started when I got bit by a spider. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, uh, well, I knew there was something extra going on. Something. <laughs> I found myself really sick and then I found myself shooting webs. Uh, no. Um <laughs> I, uh, my origin story, well, my, my parents um, are not professional musicians, but they're both incredibly musical and they love music. My dad played in rock bands around Chicago and my mom plays accordion and would sing in the church. And so I, I grew up around a lot of music, but when I was, when I was four, my parents took me to a concert of this artist named BJ Thomas, who did, you know, raindrops keep falling on my head and hooked on a feeling and and my parents had played all the all of his records for me so I would be familiar with what I was going to go see in the concert 
And uh, I was just sitting in the audience and, and singing along with all his songs. And, you know, he, he saw this kid singing to his songs and invited me up on the stage. Huh. And, oh, wow. and that was that kind of, for a while I thought, oh my gosh, is this how all concerts work? You go and then you just get to go up there. <laughs> I realized that, no, that's not how it works. But that was my, that was my origin story. And that was my initiation. And, and I just loved it. And I thought, oh my gosh, I, I have to find a way to do more of this. Cause I just love being on a stage. It's so much fun. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Thanks. That, oh, to, to this day, you can see uh, that you're really having fun up there. Oh, it's sure. so much fun. And I just love that, you know, you're without a net. So if if something goes wrong, there's no take two, you know, hmm. <laughs> kind of like, you know, if one of us fumbles or says something weird, I guess you could always edit it in post. But, you know, you just make it work. Yeah, the live the live performance is something that is very underappreciated because the amount of hours of practice and getting the chemistry right to be able to to perform live is very difficult yeah mm -hmm. and uh your band is fantastic oh, you're yeah. fantastic up there like you guys are just hey. like I, I can't look away it just everything is so you guys vibe uh, so the, well together those musicians are amazing it the backbone of it is uh wg snuffy walden who has been my mentor for about 11 years and so we just have that chemistry because he's he's like family you know cool. we know each other so well and then um jonathan richards who's the bassist has been playing with us for a really long time too and you're right yeah there's so much there's so much that goes into a band being tight you know the audience doesn't have to see the awkward time when we all first met and we were thinking, okay, what are we going to, what are we going to play together? You know, do you just fast forward <laughs> to this, this, uh, this band that's so tight and, you know, our friends. I love it. So what, uh, man, we've talked about some of the things that we feel when we watch you play live. Um, is there anything like one specific quality that that's ideal for you that you're trying to, uh, convey yeah, to the audience I, i'm i'm just trying to i think the most important thing to me and this is not for all artists of course but it's just it's just to be genuine and you know to be down to earth sometimes i know people like seeing shows where the artist is like this this superhero and yeah, is right. perfect but I, i'm always you know tripping over my cords and you know telling <laughs> jokes and so you know the people that come to my shows they know it's it's going to be a, a really sincere show so for me just being sincere is the most important thing and I think it works for you know singing songs too you, you know just telling the story and 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 just really being about the story of the song and kind of having that relationship with the audience so that's important to me it definitely comes through definitely does hey. Hey. I think that's a was that something that you developed over time or were conscious of like when we're watching you perform we don't see anything holding you back like you said like you're able to let that emotion out pretty freely uh was you that know, calculated think, or is that No it it wasn't calculated I think it's just the 
I think it's just the result of doing music for, it's been like 20 years. So I, you know, I'll look back on old performances and, and you watch it and you go, wow, it's, you know, it's kind of changed and developed so much from there. So no, I think it's kind of just, just the, the evolution of it. And, you know, you always hope that as time goes on, you're, you're getting more sincere, getting more to the heart of it, or, you know, just being able to emote more freely, but yeah, it hasn't, it hasn't been, what has been a conscious effort is I, I do warm up and practice every day to try to get it technically as, as good as I can. So that when I, when I'm on the stage, I don't have to think about that. You know, it can just exist in the moment. That comes across for sure. Like in the few videos that we saw, um, there's like a, it's like a red background. I think the, I don't know. Uh, these oh, yeah. 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 New record 2020. And we did that right before COVID started. So that was the like last performance. Oh, no way. Okay. Yeah. Wow, you just, but it's so dialed in. Like in watching Thanks. your, and when I talked about your presence earlier, this is what we're talking, like watching your your stage presence, you, you can tell that feeling, that sincerity, it comes through. Like, and the, what I really appreciate too about your vocals is the, you have sort of a lower timber and you almost sound like an alto sometimes when you sing. And then like, yeah. you go the high notes, and I'm like, whoa, and they come out and just like the, they just, they, they, I can't, I can't know if I can use the right words to describe it, but like the, everything you do is very, it seems like it comes off as effortless. And I know, like we know hey. how, how much effort goes into it. So that's what you're talking <laughs> about. Like you get the technical things done so that when you're on stage, you can just sort of be present in the moment. And that certainly shines through like in that Thank performance you. for sure. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's it. I mean, just all, all the, the hours off stage, just drilling stuff and, you know, just to, yeah. you know, so when you're on the stage, you don't have to think about it because it always seems like if, if you just try to learn something, you know, a week before a show, it's, it's might not go off so well because you're going to be thinking about, okay, I hope I don't, I hope I don't forget the words. Or I hope I don't hit a bad note. So I prefer to just kind of get that out of the way so I could just have fun. What well, also looks like you're having a lot of like I see the like in just the glimpses in the video right because it's all edited but like the eye contact you'll make with um uh, with your the bandmate snuff. yeah yeah was I see that with Snuffy or see it with the keyboard player fantastic keyboard player by the way like fantastic oh he's so great oh my yeah, gosh uh, oh my gosh so good and and yeah. like that that chemistry can't be faked right and that comes no. with time you know it's yeah cool. it's fun and, to and, see. And, Andrew's so great. And we've played, we actually met through, you know, in, in LA, it's, it's a, it's an expensive city to live in. So you got to do, you know, do what you can to, to, to meet more people and, you know, to pay rent and, and all those wonderful things. So um, Andrew and I met with this awesome company that does um, bands for special events and oh. weddings. So so we've played, you know, we've played those gigs that go on for six hours or huh. my favorite memory is we were doing this wedding and they wanted Love Shack to be the walk-in music oh, for the wow. whole party. Okay. Right. And, but they only wanted the chorus of Love Shack. So <laughs> it was just the chorus over and it was this huge bridal party. 
So it was, I was like eight, <laughs> nine, 10 people. So we just, we played the chorus to Love Shack like 10 times in a row and we just kept looking at each other. That's funny. So it was, it's kind of, you know, it's those things. Like oh, you guys have such great chemistry, you know? I agree. Yeah, I, I agree, Ryan. We do. Yeah, he you like, do. You probably spent a ton of time together. Too much. Well, he likes <laughs> another thing, and he likes to incriminate me in front of every wonderful guest that we have. So I'm just waiting for that. That's love. Out. I'm gonna be cool in front of Sarah. We talking about? I'm always cool. I'm just saying. Just there were a lot. Yeah. There are many, many hours of like before we. I mean, dude, in our early twenties and stuff, like no girlfriends, no wives, just like. I'd show up at his place, and there he's still in the same spot. Like he's either watching Joe Satriani videos or playing the guitar. Nice. He's in the same chair. Yeah, and like, let's hang out. Let's play more guitar. And that's just hours and hours of us playing. Dude, how many? Dude, I don't even know. Like how many hours we put into just? It's a lot of well, hours. I don't know, and Sarah many... doesn't want to know either. I don't so think she wants to know. Move on here. <laughs> I want to know. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Exact number if it's you know eleven thousand three hundred twenty two. Yeah. We'll write it down, get it laminated, sign it, and, and then here we go. I would yeah. like that. great plan. We'll Fed send it, it to you. <laughs> Frame it. It's got to be tough. I would think you know for significant others, you know, for you guys, they got to be they got to be a little jealous. You know, you guys, it's a hard competition <laughs> because of something special going on. <laughs> well believe it or not we don't really spend that much time together <laughs> in all oh, okay. I just these days you guys out all the time we're back and, and forth you know. a lot i mean i don't know i feel like we do spend a lot of time oh, really? still. okay i don't know i'm down here a lot we, don't I, fight don't fight you're both great i agree we are <laughs> no we, we live in different cities so there's a lot of like i a lot of travel back and forth. mostly me traveling frankly but whatever uh-oh uh, you're so you all the work into this pretty much i pretty thank you sarah thank you for recognizing well, that and yeah and acknowledging I, what i bring to the table it can't is kind of intangible so yeah there's know, a lot of intangibles and in, with that but yeah people know what they're gonna get into when they come on here there's a little bit of hello I'm guys i'm here no, i'm kidding it's you know what I, what I bring it's it's intangible you know yeah you might not be Tangible. <laughs> <laughs> we, we appreciate our. Actually, all of our guests have had a really great sense of humor. You have a great sense of humor as well, and Thanks. very much appreciated because we like to have fun. Because life's too short, you know. Like it really it's is. Too short. Yeah, it, it is, and there's there's so much hard stuff in life. So you know, when you can laugh, why not? <laughs> For real. Yeah. How have you been adapting with you know 2020 COVID? You know, obviously going on. No, not a lot of shows these days for a lot yeah. of musicians. So what are you doing to you know, keep, keep in it, keep, keep up the, I know you said you practice every day for sure. Yeah. I, you know, I practice a lot. And, uh, when COVID first started, I, I started doing this, I call it weekly wacky Wednesday. It's this live stream I do. Oh, and I, I found the old footage and old, I mean, you know, 10 months ago or whatever. And, and I was telling the people who were watching, you know, since it seems like, you know, maybe quarantine will go for a month or something, you know, we'll see if, We'll see if maybe we keep it going, and and now <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be episode thirty five, I think, That's next great. week. <laughs> and, great. And, man, yeah, it's been cool to get to to interact with people that listen, and it's it's become this little family, you know. Like they'll be like, oh, you know, Fred, uh, how are you doing? Or oh, Barbara, I didn't see you last week. <laughs> you or like Jose, how was your job interview? You know, everybody gets to know each other. That's cool. It's, it's, it's so cool. So that's been that's been a really big thing. And then, 
I've been writing a lot for, you know, for another album. And I've also really gotten into editing. I've been doing a little side hustle of of video editing. So it keeps me really, really occupied. I love it. That's great, too. It's great that you can still use your creative energy some way. I mean, I know a lot of people struggle with this, you know, time. Yeah. (laughs) Keeping all that creative energy in can't be good. How are you guys doing? Just kind of dealing with with COVID and everything. Actually, it's been great. I mean, frankly, I've, I feel I mean, blessed. dealing with him is worse than dealing Whatever. with COVID. So dealing I'm, with I've been we good. have there's no, <laughs> no <vaccine. laughs> there's no vaccine. There's no vaccine. There's no vaccine for him. No, there's not. No. Oh, no. I'm, I, am, I, mean, I'm, I mean, obviously, I'm I'm so righteous that I'm incurable. Once I get in your system, yeah. I can't. Anyway, the point is. Uh, the the podcast, frankly, has been um, you know we both we were just sort of both in this weird spot this year where the timing, you know, was, yeah. was right. And as a good musician, you know about timing, and all about time. I tell you what, it just it made sense to really give this thing the old college try, like really to to push <laughs> the old college, the old try. college try. Another, what is that like a nineteen fifty? Yeah, I did a little hand yeah. motion too. Old. You don't know that that phrase? Yeah, college try, <laughs> old one. <laughs> You know, I just, it made let's, sense. Let's to, Google that one. I've been, the response has been, frankly, just incredible. We've literally talked to some of the most amazing musicians, like, around the world. Like, and, <laughs> whoa, like, I mean. It just, must be a slow week then, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> must be. Actually, this has been a really jam, like, it, the pace has picked up, and we've had several interviews That's, already this week. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah, and then yours is going to come out later in the month, because we've just, we've stacked up so many now that we've got them for release. But, that's um, helpful. Take the pressure off. It does. It does. But that's been that's been a really big. Um, and then you know we, we were doing a riff of the day, but someone sh- chickened oh, cool. out. Yeah. Someone chickened out on that. We'll talk, we don't have to talk. I was. About no, we get to bring it to Sarah. Sarah. No. You know, she, let's let Sarah I won't judge. Tell anyone. No, no. Please do. Look, I would no like Sarah to gonna, judge. Yeah, it's and just us three thinks, in a room. If, no one's ever going to hear. If Sarah thinks this. that I'm wrong, then I'll admit it. But we were doing a riff of the day. <laughs> I'll admit it. No, no, no. no Really, I'd like I'd like her. She seems like a really objective oh, wow. voice. Okay. I had a riff okay. of the day. All we, right. All right, and this Sarah. was Ryan's idea, frankly. You know, I guess I guess if anyone has to suffer through mediating this, it would be <laughs> you're the best person for it, Sarah. Right. Yeah. And, and how how did it make you feel? Yeah. When... <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I came on to talk about my music, not be your therapist for five minutes. I'll tell the story if you don't want to, Ryan. Five it's fine. Minutes. But basically. We were going to do an acoustic riff of the day. The whole point was to get our chops going and get playing every day. And, and Ryan kept up you know, for the first couple of days, and then his chops ran out. Uh, I guess he just ran out of new riffs to play. Like It's just they're supposed to be original riffs, or they're supposed to be just, just something fun. Uh, I, I just wanted to, you know, just a back and forth every day. I, one day, I decided, you know what? I'm going to riff on a Christmas hymn. I'm going to take – I took Silent Night. I just sang the first mm-hmm. verse. And I played it, strummed it, and it's super simple. And then I played a little riffy thing at the end. Super simple. And he decided that that meant that the riff of the day thing was over for him, for him, but not for me. Touch. I didn't mean to touch. Sorry about that. Um, he decided that Wait, he so how, did that, how does that mean that it, how did that signal the end? I don't know. That's the thing I'm still confused about. Ryan, could you help? Well, part of what we agreed on was it was an original <laughs> acoustic riff. Oh, so he broke. He broke yeah. the tenants. Yeah, not and not only specified. that, but it's like an acoustic rock riff of the day, and you play a Christmas song. I mean, I love <laughs> Christmas music, but you see how it's kind of like okay, 
You know, you both have very valid points in this. Yeah. And I think the truth is, you know, it's probably somewhere in the middle. Maybe you just need to come up with a new thing together. Like the, yeah, uh, thank you. Thank you, Sarah. Come on, or man. maybe, you know, I think I think it's good you're, you're devoting the energy into this, you know, <laughs> rather than the riff, maybe. The riff was yeah. troublesome. Well, I'm still doing the riff of the day, and and Ryan, whenever you want to jump oh. back in, you're welcome, you're welcome to jump back in. Any musician wants to jump in. The whole idea is to just get people playing. So um, no. something fun, something small. I mean, like Mary Had a Little Lamb. I don't care. Just like a little, a little quick one minute, less than a minute thing, simple as can well, be. Well, wait, but it's got to be original, doesn't it? Doesn't or no, have, not no. Now. It doesn't have to be original. It can be anything. Preferably original. It's but... not preferable. Okay, yes. If you it's got to be in the public domain to be on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, we can, awesome. we can turn the the conversation back, the, like, like swing awesome, it back on you. You're awesome. Yeah, thank you, thank you for that. I don't think Appreciate anyone. You. you know what? Nothing happens by accident. I don't think anyone could have given us an answer like that. Like I don't think Sarah anyone did. could have. No, I mean, no other person could have. Done I wouldn't it have been like comfortable that. airing this out, airing our dirty laundry for anyone else but you, Sarah. Thank you. <laughs> but, but I'm the. You know, it's just ignore the fact that there all your listeners are actually listening right now. But. <laughs> It's just <laughs> us. You. It's just us, sir. Just us here. Um, <laughs> but I kind of want to. No, you, you, you did touch on your musical origins a bit, and I appreciate that. One of the things I always like to understand about a musician is that transition from childhood into adulthood, and what kind of obstacles did you face? Or maybe I don't know if that's the right question, but but I'm just sort of curious because I know for me. Um, there was a lot of that, like, I, I don't know if I need to get a nine to five kind of job thing. And I did that for many years. And, uh, some people go that route and some people dive in. Like, what was it like for you? Did you, did you have a nine to five job that you, like, like what was that transition like basically? Mine was, so I started professionally. The first gig I did that I, I got paid for, I was seven. What? Um, and of, oh, wow. <laughs> of course my expenses were not so great, you know, being a seven year old. So, <laughs> Uh, you know, poke, Pokemon cards and the occasional movie for about it. So, you know, my parents as a seven-year-old. And um, so, you know, that that's when I started. And um, so I, I kind of got into it really, really young. And then when I went into high school, um, that was kind of the first transition because it was, okay, what am I going to study, you know? Um, and I, I went, I went forward as if, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to college. And so I took all the crazy AP courses, you know, you take AP calculus and okay, volumes of solids of revolutions. But I'm like, I just want you to tell me how to calculate a tip at a restaurant and not be embarrassed. You know, (laughs) that's what I wish I learned, but no, so I, I I did all that and it was great. Um, and then I took all my SATs and I was going to go to school, um, not for music because I, I I love music, but for some reason I, I always knew I didn't want to study it in school. I, I know so many people that love music school and, you know, they made all these amazing connections and learned so much, mm. but I kind of always knew for some reason that that wasn't the route I wanted to go. Um, but then it was right at that point when I was going to be going to college that I, I reconnected with Snuffy, who became my mentor. And so it started off with just deferring college. I thought, okay, I'll go a year later. And then, you know, stuff started happening and just getting more work. And then, you know, 
11 years later, I, I still never went. So, I, you know, never say never, but I, I, guess, that, I guess that didn't happen. Um, so yeah, I, I, I kind of just transitioned into that and I never really got a nine to five. I, I definitely did a lot of gigs that felt nine to five E. you know, mm-hmm. you do plenty of those gigs at, you know, at a restaurant or something where no one's listening to you and mm. you, be, you become really good friends with the, the bathroom attendant because, you know, <laughs> she's the only person. She's the only, for some reason, there's a speaker in the bathroom. So she's the only one that's actually listening. And I would, yeah, so I would just go in there on breaks and she'd go, oh man, I really like that second song. So, <laughs> that's great. So that was, that was fun. Um, and then, you know, I just, I, I, I lived with my parents until prob- I was probably about 25, 26. So that kind of helped me also to save money. And then, you know, when I, when I got my place a couple of years later, um, I was kind of able to, I was really lucky. I was kind of able to avoid the nine to five kind of thing of it and just really focus on, on music. But I know, you know, that's definitely not the case for a lot of folks. So I feel, I feel really lucky that I, I got to do that. And my parents and I are really close. So it was, it was a lot of fun. You know, I didn't feel the need to rebel or gosh mom don't tell me what to do you know <laughs> she'd, she'd be honest she'd be like oh hey you're you're working at 2 a.m do you want some coffee i was like oh thanks you know yeah. so it's, it's great That's cool yeah yeah they're awesome you know one thing we've definitely seen is that um it, it what a difference it'll make to have a support system like that in your life yeah for musicians <laughs> especially too like to have people that got your corner and got your back that's awesome it's, it means so much, you know, just because there's so many times when, you know, there's no gigs or you're wondering, gosh, what's going to come next? Mm. Um, and it's it's so helpful to just have folks that really believe in you and, you know, support you. Yeah. So, Sarah, did you have, uh, just going back a little bit, did you have like a specific moment where you were like, okay, I know this is what I'm going to do. Yeah, I, I think it's it's been more like a couple of moments. You know, the first one was the thing at four. And then um, I I got to go live in New York and, and do a show on Broadway when I was 10. Whoa. So that was that was another moment where I went, oh my gosh, I just, I love this. And, and you know, that was another reminder so it's kind of been just a a repetition of of different moments that have gone okay this is cool or you know when the the most recent album came out that was really and it was well received that was really reassuring and so it's just been kind of like a a slew of you know moments where you go okay this is this is what i'm supposed to be doing yeah I can see that. Yeah, so be, not being able to be up on stage, I'm sure it was probably getting to you quite a bit then. Huh? I mean, you would think so, but I, I I love travel and I love being on stage, but I'm also a really big homebody. I, I just love being at home and it's it's just me and I've got this, uh, this sheep-shaped uh, footstool and sometimes I talk to it. So maybe I do need to get out of the road again. No, um, you're fine. But you're it's, fine. I mean, I, I was, I was laying on the couch last night reading a book, and I had some spray cheese in a can, and I was thinking, wow, <laughs> I'm really happy. I'm just legitimately, <laughs> yeah. I'm legitimately very happy. 
So I know I mean, I can't wait to tour, but <laughs> I love having time. I love having time to read and to be at home. And so it's, it's all, it's all, it all balances each other out. So yeah, no, I'm happy. That's good. With my cheese. I'm really, I'm really happy. <laughs> Thank you. I'm really, really happy to hear about the spray cheese thing. I have a thing for spray cheese too, even though it's essentially plastic. <laughs> it's delicious. It's, ama- it's probably like you could use it to caulk something, yeah. you know, it's not good. It probably for is real. caulking. Yeah. For real though, it kind of is. But no, that's it's so good. It's delicious. <laughs> I, you know, I, I like the chicken in a biscuit crackers, and you put them on the yeah, yes. The best. The best. Oh, the chicken in a biscuit are the best. <laughs> it's awesome. Delicious. I don't have any of those right now, but I love Shame. them. Sometimes I'll I'll get I some celery. I do remember that. I do remember that. Yeah, they're so good. I'll put it on celery to tell myself I'm eating something oh, yeah. healthy. The celery. <laughs> The celery is just a receptacle for the cheese. <laughs> it's just a vehicle. Let's be honest. Technically, technically it's healthier. Technically. Technically. Because they say celery is negative calories, right? So maybe it's offsetting a little bit of the, the cheese. Yeah, it's yeah, balanced. That's how it works. It's absolutely balanced. That's fantastic. It's I brilliant. agree. <laughs> oh. Imparting the wisdom. Really? I'm learning, yeah. I'm learning so much today. Master Sarah. The cheese wisdom. Cheese wisdom. <laughs> So what what's your favorite thing to do when you're alone, like when you have this much time on your hands? I I love reading. reading I, is I mean, the number one. Okay, that's the number one for me. It's just one of my it's one of my favorite things to do. I I love it so much, and you know I don't always have as much time to. So I've I've just really been enjoying having a lot of time to read this year. Are yeah, that's nonfiction. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Got, that's same that. What kind of yeah. Mostly, mostly fiction. Um, I've got, I've just have this obsession with Russian literature, mostly from the 1800s. And that was kind of my focus for a while. And and lately I've been kind of branching out into the, you know, the silver age of Russian literature, like the 1900s. Um, Yeah. So I, I, I just, I love it so much. And that's, that's just one of my favorite things to do at the end of the day, just sit down and Mm. get lost book. Is it like historical yeah. fiction or it it is because it you know it kind of reflects its time but it's not it's not historical fiction in the sense where they're really trying to teach you about a historical event it's more knowing the history kind of helps because you you know what's going on but you know I hate to say I was never a never really a history buff but the stories were what sucked me in and then I found myself wanting to learn more about some of the history just for context. Uh, yeah, I used to fall asleep in history class, unfortunately. I was not not great in that. <laughs> yeah, I used to fall asleep in more classes than just history. So <laughs> They shouldn't do school. I don't think I they should do school too early. <laughs> at what, t- what was that? School. I mean, for me, school used to start at 7. Yeah, I, I, I think it should starts, be illegal. You know, Basically, to do right? something like that to people, especially it's, children. You know, child's uh, abuse. Yeah, they should. <laughs> it should start at two p.m. or something. Yeah, you know? I know. I've I couldn't agree more with with the night owls over. You know, I I loved like in high school. I got to. Well, I was excited to get to school early because. Oh man! No, it was band. It was marching band. And yes, I had jazz choir in the morning. Oh yep. no! Well, I had. Well, I, we had this block schedule. 
and it was I had marching band the first block, and then the second block was choir, and so I had like uh-huh. half of my day dedicated to music, and so I was excited That's to get am- out of bed. Oh my gosh, yeah, my senior yeah. year, it was so cool because I thought I'm I'm not going to use any of this other stuff. I'm going to be a musician, obviously. So, you know, I just I, don't yeah. know, I just dropped out of calculus. Like, whatever. <laughs> At the time, it seemed, you know, but I I just um, yeah I don't. Uh, the 2 p.m. thing, guys. I don't. I, I get it. I guess I get it. But I want to be up a little earlier than that. But <laughs> nerd. I. Totally. You know what? You're right. You're right. I. I just wish I was right as well. <laughs> if I, I. I would have this terrible school. It would be like, all right, kids, come in at two. There's your coffee in the corner. Get a cup of coffee on before you know. If you're really not. <laughs> two to five. You know, I'm on board five. with you. With the 2 p.m. start time thing, you know. Yeah, and then they're 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 showing you stuff on a projector and they're speaking quietly and you're just like, oh yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> First thing in the morning. Yeah, that's why I wanted something physical. Um, that's that's why band marching band was so much fun. It got me energized that's, for the day. Yeah. Yeah, it gets you. It's such a great community too. The band folks and oh, the choir boy, people. Yeah, yeah, don't get me started on the band. No, please, okay. please tell her. I haven't you can tell her all your. I don't think I've gone on record with that. You could go on record now oh, if you want to. It's the time. Unpopular. The time. Opinion. Sarah wants to know. She wants to hear. I'm here. I want to know. Where am I going? There's a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think we need to have this discussion now. You want to? You don't want to reveal to you? Hate well, I was kind of kind of interesting on. Uh, interested in sarah's writing process oh yeah yeah let's move on i'm you fine know, i with think that. She, she would rather we can this would come it, out later offline it's fine this will come later you know the truth cannot be hidden this will come yeah. <laughs> i'll suppress it for a little bit yeah actually because uh that that one uh draws my uh interest very much is why i am curious about your writing process um it sounded like at least from one of the clips that you are writing some of that stuff with snuffy as well like uh so like how how does that process work you know tell describe yeah. that for us there are there are a couple different processes, you know, for most songs, though, whether I'm writing a song alone or I'm writing with Snuffy or I'm writing with another songwriter. I like to start if I'm writing for myself, um, just, you know, in a in a quiet room and I'll, I'll basically just sit down in front of my DAW. For me, it's it's logic. But, you know, I'll just I'll start recording and basically just start singing something and 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 sometimes some some words will come out that don't make a lot of sense um and then I'll, it's like it feels it feels like you know when you watch those movies and someone's channeling something or you know so i'll yeah. just kind of sit down and see what happens and um, and then I'll kind of just kind of chug away at that for maybe five minutes and then I'll step back and see I'll look, okay, does any of this make any sense? And more often than not, there's something there and then I'll kind of grab that. And I feel like an archaeologist, I'll just be kind of chipping away at it and and seeing what form it takes. Um, And then, you know, from there, I'll I'll start adding chords. I'll figure out, okay, what key is what I'm singing in? Oh, it seems like it's this. And then I'll start playing to it. But sometimes I don't like to start with the guitar because I'll kind of, force myself into chord patterns and things that I'm familiar with, Mm. which sometimes is great, you know, and sometimes that's just the kind of song I want to write. But sometimes for me, it's easier to just sing because I, I won't be aware of, okay, one, four, five, you know, I'll just be singing. 
Um, and then usually for me, the lyrics are the last thing that happens. Then I'll, I'll just kind of write those almost separately at the end. And that's kind of usually my process. Of course, you know, it changes if I'm writing with someone, but that's usually how I start stuff. Your lyrics seem to be pretty well thought out and they're meaningful. Like the lyrics that you, (laughs) you know, give to whatever song or whatever piece of music. Do you have a kind of an idea of where you're going or is it kind of like the way the song progresses and the way you're feeling about it, like affects what you write? Usually when I'm starting, occasionally I'll, I'll know where I'm going with it. I would say maybe a third of the time I, I know where I'm going and I'm trying to drive a point. But usually I, I sit down not setting out to express anything and it seems like whatever is most on my mind or whatever the dominant emotion is, even if it's in my subconscious, sometimes I'll go, Oh, wow. I guess that was something I was thinking of. Um, It'll just come out. And then when I'm reviewing what I was coming up with, then I'll kind of latch on to, to what I think that little snippet was trying to express and, and kind of expand it from there. So I, I do spend a lot of time on lyrics, but they, they usually come later in the process for some reason and and kind of less intentionally they'll just happen and and then i'll get really intentional once i figure out what the song is about and really trying to mm. it and and get the message across i really relate to that too because a lot of times i want to have a structure a foundation a melody mm-hmm. a rhythm something like that in place before the words will yeah. come I, I really like to have, um, you know, whether, whatever it's a catchy riff, I know is going to be the chorus or it, it just, you know, an intro that's really down. And then it's like only then when I have the first, when a minute and a half of the instrumentation figured out is when the, is yeah. when the lyrics. And then it's like the lyrics sort of, I don't know, because I write very pop structured kind of songs myself. Uh-huh. So it's, it, yeah. it, it just sort of falls into place at a certain, at a certain point. But like that, the whole thing about having lyrics kind of, fill in sort of toward the end is something that I really resonate with. Cause that's kind of how I do it too. It's like, the, I don't structure, really know. the structure can be really helpful. You know, I, I was really surprised cause I was listening. Uh, Paul Simon's one of my favorite writers. Oh, and, no yeah. He's great. Are you a fan? Oh, big time. Yeah. I, I love him. And I was reading, you know, that book songwriters on songwriting. No, um, I don't. Oh, it's really good. Let's it's, it um, it's this huge book. It's all these interviews and, I don't remember the author, but he'll he'll interview different songwriters. Oh, cool! And it's really thoughtful. Yeah, really thoughtful wow. interviews. And Paul, you got to check it out. It's really good. I think it's it's called Songwriters on Songwriting. Okay, cool. And um, and Paul Simon is is one of the writers featured in it. And I was really surprised because he's talking about how he feels that the rhythm is is the most important thing, and it's what people catch on to. And I'm thinking, you're the greatest to me, you're one of the greatest lyricists of our time and you don't think lyrics are the most important. So it was, it was so interesting to me to see that he said, yeah, you know, rhythm is really what he feels people latch onto and, and what he feels drives the song along, which, you know, I'm not going to argue with him. That makes sense. So diamonds on the shoulders of shoes. Like I, I just, that makes so much sense to me. That's so so cool. He writes. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Oh man. I got you. Yeah. I love Paul. It's good. 
I do too. Oh, your yeah. mind was just blown now. Right? Yeah, it was really cool. What do you want? I thought you were gonna stare off for a sec, <laughs> like to try to. Whatever, man. I'm just, I'm tra- I'm I, I, I feel the same. I have to go back to Graceland every, you yes. know, couple of months or so and just listen to it again. That's it's just such a map. So funny to you bring that up. We were literally talking dun, dun, dun. about that. He, he's like, you like Paul Simon? I'm like, yeah, that Graceland album is fantastic. I was shocked to hear he liked Paul Simon. I was like, never has this ever come up. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think there's a lot of Paul Simon fans out there. It just doesn't, oh, yeah. it doesn't come up. He's going to respect that man. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's amazing. I love him so he's amazing. That's he's, so cool. you know. The Shakespeare of our time. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Was uh, he your main inspiration or one of them? He well? was a big one. Yeah, for for songwriting, I've kind of got singer inspirations, and then I have writer inspirations. He's definitely one of my favorite writers. I also really love the um, Great American Songbook writers, like you know P- Porter and Gershwin and oh, yeah, okay. uh, Ned Washington and like Hoagy Carmichael. So those were big influences. And then uh, Tom Waits is a oh, big okay. favorite. And I love him. Uh, I love Bob Dylan. I was really obsessed with when I was in high school. And I just used to listen to him all the time. You know, you're like, you're a teenager and you're kind of rebellious. <laughs> 60s Bob Dylan really just, and I've always appreciated uh, I love Joni Mitchell. Sure. Um, those, yeah, those are some of my big songwriter inspirations. But Paul Simons is a big one. I love Paul Simon. Just musically speaking, um, it seems like your songs have fantastic transitions mm. and the, the oh. choruses are even, you know, another really awesome transition. Like, like it, it sounds like, I don't know if it's on purpose. It just may be the way that you do it, but it really adds more of a, more emotion to the song when you have like those ups and downs that you're not expecting. Thanks. Yeah. I, to me, the, the melody, I can't believe I didn't say, um, the Beatles, of course, when I was, when I was listing inspirations, you know, I just love, um, Paul McCartney's melodies, you know, know he's got a new album coming out. He has a new album coming out. Yeah. I think it either came out this month or soon. Yeah. Paul McCartney three. Yeah. 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 It's really exciting. I got to check that out. I heard a few clips. I was was like goosebumps. It's good stuff. Is it new stuff or is it? New. Is it he's, like, he's doing everything, well, the drums, every, everything. He's doing it all, producing himself. It's all. Yeah, good. man. I have so much respect for you know. You would think most people. You're in the most, arguably one of the most successful bands ever. You could just sit back and be awesome the rest of your life, even if you <laughs> yeah. never did anything. <laughs> yeah, just existing. Exactly. Yeah. But he just keeps experimenting and and changing, and oh, I just love him. I love that career arc, you know, like to see. Oh, just, yeah. I love musicians that just keep going, and keep after it, and there's something new, there's something unexpected. Like I just love that. That's so cool. I do. I it's so. I'm, I'm trying to think. Why did I mention? Oh yeah, because you were talking yeah. about. <laughs> no, no, no. I feel bad. I just jumped off. You were talking about the the transitions. I yeah, did it too. I did it for too. Me, for me, melody really drives a lot of those transitions from one part of the song to another. So. I always try to really respect the melody. <laughs> hmm. Well, that's so important. Yeah. I mean, the, well, and you have this this style that's like it's a. I don't know what I would even describe it as because it's it, it's its own thing. Like it really, it's really unique. It's Sarah. Yeah, like for real. Hey, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, you. Almost, I have trouble coming up with genres. Yeah, I mean, well, it. It's like, why do we need to do that anyway? I don't even know, but you have such a unique it's voice. Real. Oh, thanks. Thanks. 
And and just to be well, and, and you can tell, like again, going back to some of those those videos we saw, just the amount of uh, joy and the like that the authenticity, right, that you bring into those performances, it's just so cool to see. And is again, as, as musicians who um, trying to play live, right, you know, going out doing like we when you see that in other uh, in other, it's just fun to to because it's totally different than the way. I mean, we wrote a lot of rock stuff, <laughs> most of our stuff together, you know, and, and I've yeah. seen different genres and different musicians um, from, we, we just, it's been such a cool year to see a lot of time on our hands, right, with, with pandemic. So the for sure. a lot of exploring and finding these great musicians, it's just, it's so much fun to do. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I like to, you know, there's so much bad stuff and no one needs help coming up with that because, you know, we just know all the craziness <laughs> of the world, but. I, I like to just think of all the amazing things, you know, there really are so many. So yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for experience, new music, meet new people. You know, if it weren't for COVID, maybe we wouldn't have connected so soon. So, you know, that's awesome. That's true. We've gotten, we've had the opportunity to talk to wonderful people like yourself, which has been a blessing. Oh yeah. I love, I love the community. Musicians are just, such a great community. I, I feel like we're all vibrating on the same frequency. Yeah. And it's like, it's, yeah. it's hard. It's really hard to find people that, that are vibrating on that frequency. So there's like a kinship there. I feel like. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, I, I feel the same way. It's, it's so great. You know, just, uh, I feel like we're all just hanging out in the same room, you know, like we could be watching videos on YouTube and go, Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. Eating, passing the spray cheese around. Yeah. <laughs> You know, there is one thing I'd like to bring up, Sarah. Like for me, um, like what a good performer to like a great performer. Like to me, one of the things that's that's the the dividing line is when you're watching a performance and you literally aren't thinking about anything. Like, oh, that guitar is a little out of tune, or oh, that note was a little pitchy, or oh, what's up with that drum beat there? No, it's like you're in the moment and you're just taking it in. And like to me, that's yeah. a great performance. And I feel like every time I see one of your live videos, like you're able to just like I'm not thinking about anything but the performance. Thanks. And well, like, that's that's not a lot of people have that. That's ability. a difficult quality. Yeah, for real. Like that's, I can't look away. Yeah. I appreciate it. That's one of my favorite things about going to see some performers too. Is you just get totally immersed in in that world and. I think that's such a, a gift of music when you can kind of just lose yourself for a while and, and just get lost in it, like you said. When you Thank can make, you. When you can make uh, time for someone else's atmosphere. Okay. Mm. Yeah. There you go. That's <laughs> a good, good way to say it. I like that. Since I one of your songs you really come lyric, out with yeah. some, some insightful things? Yeah. Is that, you got to copyright that. I like that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's just... Um, yeah, I don't know how to describe it. I mean, I, sometimes it's like I saw it like your head movement or just or just the way that you approach a phrase, right? As I, as you're coming in to sing and like I can tell you're connected with the lyrics. Dang. I can tell you're connected with the band. I can like that's fun to see. One thing you said yeah. that um I just curious. So we talked about like some of the the influences and inspirations you had uh, like growing up and stuff, but like what what about now? Like what do you what gets you excited now? What what inspires you now? What 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 are you listening to when you're not like working on your own music? Yeah, I I I've been enjoying listening to to some podcasts because sometimes when I'm not listen when I'm not making music, I kind of like to just 
shift gears. Yeah. You know, I've been listening to this podcast. It's called Myths and Legends. I don't know if you guys have heard it. No. But they tell, they tell different folklore and legends throughout, you know, different ages and different parts of the world. Cool. So sometimes I, I just like to listen to things that aren't related to my time or to music at all. Just right. just kind of, you know, go to another place. Um but what what am I listening to? I got really into during COVID. Sometimes I'll get really obsessed with one song. And <laughs> for for me, it was this is gonna sound so weird, but it's Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On. <laughs> no. I'm not well, I don't I, you know, blame I'm not, you I'm for not, the song. I'm okay. alone. I'm not, no judgment. I'm not That's sitting a good, around I mean, having Marvin you know. Gaye. Come on, how do you not how do you not yeah, love it's that? Marvin guy? Gaye, Come man. on. It's just You're not gonna hear us vibe. criticize him. <laughs> You know, I, I'm not sitting around going wah wah wah. It's not that. It's not that element of the song that does it for me. It's just the groove. It's so infectious. I. It's yeah. become when I have to do bookkeeping or accounting. It's become my accounting song, and I'll just put it on maybe thirty times in a loop, and I'll just blast it. And I think I live. I live in a condo. I think my neighbors must be thinking, "What is going on yeah. over there?" That song again. But, huh? Yeah, that's great. But it's just the groove of the song. I just, I, it's so, and I've known it since I was a kid. You know, it's, you can't go any, everyone's just yeah. tired of that song. But I, I rediscovered that song. <laughs> and then uh, that, that's been huge for me this year, weirdly. And then um, uh, D'Angelo, someone I'd been aware of, but I never dug really deep into. So I've kind of gone like deep into the the D'Angelo and his whole, you know, just the neo soul and the musicians that play on that. That's been a big one for me this year. Um, yeah, I'd say those that and let's get it on. Those have been my my two big things this year. <laughs> That's awesome. It happens yeah. though, that when so you're just captured captured by a song and it won't let you go. Yeah, it won't let you go. <laughs> Do you guys have that right? What's your let's get it on? <laughs> <laughs> I'll go if you go, Ryan. Go ahead. Um, I'd have to think about that first. I go ahead. There's been yeah. a few this year that have caught me. Um, the one, the last one that I got really, really stuck on was from Mr. Big. Um, they're the ones that did I'm the one that wants to be with you. Oh, yeah. What yeah. a great song. Great song. Great song. Well, they they kept making music. They're still amazing. And they put out an album in 2010. <laughs> and uh -huh. on that album, there's a song called As Far As I Can See. And I just, okay. I will literally w roll the windows down, pump it up to blast my own ears. And I I belt along with it, driving around the town. Like, I just, I can't, I will loop it for just, I, I must have looped I it 50 times, like on the way from Phoenix to Tucson. <laughs> I don't have yeah. a pen. Would you mind text, would you mind messaging me yeah, that yeah. name later? I don't want to get out of this. I'm on my phone. I don't want to get out of this You're page. You're good. I'll message it to you. It. Yeah, as far as I can see, that one really caught me this year. Um, there's another one called Rock and Roll from uh, Chris Tone, uh, Kingfish. Oh, yeah. Oh, my oh. God. Oh, my God. It's just so – it's so – I mean, you could – because he wrote about his mom – uh, you know, uh -huh. and, and just my mom passed like 20 years ago almost, but like I still connect with that stuff. So Empty Promises yeah. by him was stuck in my oh, head yeah. for like Ooh. at least two weeks. That's a good one. Wait, fun? Empty Promises. I don't know that one. That's like, who's that by? Uh, I'm not sure if it's an original from him or if he covered it, but uh, Chris Tone Kingfish. Yeah. Yeah. From, from Kingfish. Okay. Yeah, if you do you know who Kingfish is? No, no. Yeah, it's he's gonna be right up your. He's bluesy and he's he's such a talent. I think the kid is like I think he's like 19 years old. 
something like that. He's young. Whoa. He's super young. Okay. One of the most talented guitar player, singer people you'll ever come across. Like, wow. oh, it blew my mind this year. Like, and that's all Ryan and YouTube algorithms, like throwing great stuff at me. So that one really caught YouTube. my attention. The algorithm is Whatever. powerful. Oh, uh, Golden Daffodils by uh, RVA is another one that really okay. caught my attention this year. Uh, Rebecca, she actually came on the show. She's super cool. Um, that nice. one really caught me. Yeah, really, really love. I got to get a look. But I don't know these, so it's it's awesome to like expand, you know, into oh, another realm. Sure. No, I think the Chris the the Kingfish one too. Once you hear him, you're, you're gonna like you're gonna message me back. You're like, whoa! I guarantee you. Like, he's whoa! Like, he's yeah, that good. No, he's don't that you, good. Aside, let's get it on. <laughs> don't you love those moments though? When the first time you hear that new music that just grabs you, you're like, yeah. whoa. Oh, it's it's so magical, and yeah. I think to myself, like, you know, there was there was a time when I didn't know the Beatles, probably when I was three. I don't know; it's been a while, but I, I like to think, you know, wow, maybe there's still something like that coming that's gonna grab me in the same way, or that's gonna grab us in the same way. And I, just, oh, it's gonna be so amazing! I can't wait for whatever the next thing is. Well, yeah. What really excites me, and, I, and Ryan, don't give me a hard time because I say this a lot, but I really think, <laughs> I really believe, and we're because we're a part of this, like there's going to be a blossoming of music and musicians from all around the world. Because think about it, there's no more mainstream. That's gone now. It used to right. be, there's four channels on TV, a couple of radio stations, and if you had to be, you had to have connections and you had to be marketed to be on the level yeah. of the Beatles and you know some of these big names, but now there's no middleman anymore. You know, we can, no. as musicians, just right. create and produce. You could create and instead of making a podcast, you could still make a podcast channel of just your own music if you wanted to. You could do anything, right? And right. we're going to continue to see more and more of these amazing musicians from all around the world just doing their own thing. Um, so I don't mm -hmm. know if, if you're ever going to see something on the level of like the Beatles where everyone knows who they are. But Probably not. Yeah, I, I, mean, I guess... BTS is the closest thing right now, but that's different. <laughs> BTS. Oh my gosh, my sister loves that reference. I have a baby sister. I've never stuff. actually listened to them, but I know they're huge. They're huge. They're big time. Um, but yeah, I just you know, and and that excites me too because there there's so many of us that live on this planet too. Like you can have mm -hmm. your niche. Like you can do whatever music you're gonna do. That's your thing, and there's gonna yeah, be an audience gonna, for it. There's gonna be, and I love that. I love to hear that positive outlook because, you know, you do hear so much of the naysaying and the doomsday kind of talk, you know, oh, you know, it's it's so different now. It's changed. And, you know, there's a lot of people that are just so negative on it. But you got time for that, Sarah. I, I, I feel the same <laughs> way as you do. I mean, it's so beautiful that you can make music that is so specific to who you are and what you're into. And there's going to be an audience for it because, you know, if you like something – you know, we might be weird, but we're not that weird. There's gonna be, <laughs> there's cheese, gonna be other people that, <laughs> that like it too. Right, and the people yeah, that the people that were wanting that, you know, you were able to provide that for them. Yeah, it's cool that that we can all kind of find our our niche and our and people that are into it. I mean, it's why I dig about your music too. Like, and I've only come across it like very recently. I mean, I think I. Um, cause Ryan is usually the, he's the one that he'll find, he'll find the talent and bring him on the show. And, and so this is fun for me. Cause I, I get wowed by just about every guest he, he brings up. Cause they're all amazing. Right. He's, he's the best in the world this, for real. Like, but, yeah, and right. you have a style that's so, I think the word I would use is timeless. It's, oh, it's, thank you. it's just, it, it like it, it has a way of grabbing your attention. It has a way of, of, of bringing you in and it, it's just, 
it's just not like what you hear on the radio. And that's what I love about it. It's just so unique and it, it has its own, you have your own vibe and, and such a voice. So that's fun. And there is an audience for that. There's a big audience for what you do. And you know, yeah. I, I can yeah. see you continuing to, to, you know, peak and to continue to, to move in your career because you have just a level of like, you have a level of skill and a level of talent that like the really, really big artists have like, like, you know, I, I hear your voice and I go, oh man, she should be like touring with Adele. Although does Adele even, I don't know what she's retired or not these days. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, but that'd be awesome. Yeah. Hey, let's do it. Let's work it out. You know, we, you know, we have connections just, yeah. <laughs> but no, but, <laughs> but my goal been to you know have a career that that lasts a lifetime i mean yeah. as far as having hits goes that's awesome i you know i hope someday maybe that could happen but i it's not it's not my goal ultimately my goal is mm. to just be able to make music for my whole life you know and like the people we talked about that we admire just keep experimenting and and keep changing and you know just hope people keep listening and, and want to go on the ride with you i love that perspective though because yeah, like a life filled with music, isn't that just the best? It really yeah. is. Yeah, it's it's the best. I mean, it's it, it gives us so much joy. You know, this music's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Your music definitely seems like that. It live is the way to see it or experience yeah. it, and it's like even if you were playing it, like when do you think you're going to be able to start playing out again so we can go see you live? Oh, I mean, I'm I'm hoping it. It's so hard to say. I had I had a bunch of stuff scheduled this year, of course, that got canceled, and then some of the stuff got rescheduled during this summer when it had to move. It got rescheduled to next spring, but now I'm having some of the spring 2021 people reaching out to me and saying, you know, spring's probably going to be too soon. Wow! But we've we've already booked up fall so are you available 2022 so i'm i'm thinking probably i don't know because every time i think i know it changes but if i had to guess right. i would say end of 2021 maybe yeah and then maybe smaller things here and there in the summer i hope i hope i don't know like live from my bedroom <laughs> yeah yeah, exactly. I I really wanted to do, I really wanted to get a uh, you know an airstream or something and uh, just get speakers on top of it and and just take it around the country and, and set up these little concerts you know for fifteen people here and there. And I was talking to my my management about it, but then we realized you know, you have to pay, there's gas, you have to get permits to just play in random places. Oh, you probably need a generator to power the system. And it, it just kept getting more and more complicated. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe it doesn't work. It's yeah, I love this me. idea though. Yeah. That and then what be I've cool. been talking about with a, a buddy of mine, um, she lives, she's kind of nomadic. She lives in New York, but she, she comes to California. And we were talking about just, renting uh, an RV or something for a couple weeks and driving, um, taking PCH just up, you know, from LA or, or Malibu or something and just going north, north, north up to San Francisco and, and just stopping along the way and bringing a rig with us and just recording and writing, you know, in the meantime and, and documenting it. And then by the end of it, having an EP and having a bunch of content. So, I'm just trying to think of different ways to to be able to travel 
and and make music. But as far as live shows, I think it might still be a while. So I don't know. What are you hearing? You hearing any any news about when things? Right? I don't know. No. no. Um, that is a fantastic idea. I love the the EP idea. That's that's fantastic. You should do that for real. Easier. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I can't wait to hear the music. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, and take another one, do the next EP, and head out east, and then come, come, you know, come to Arizona. Be, oh, oh, that's a great idea. And Heck you yeah. could just, you could, almost like I don't know if uh, you remember when Stukian Stevens was going to do uh, a record for each of the different states. I think he only did Michigan and Illinois, but oh. you know, we like, <laughs> you like, okay, Pacific Northwest, okay, Midwest. Go. That works. Yeah. Heck yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I, I drove by. Uh, there's, there's some places out here that are doing some like little live local stuff, but it's not, uh-huh. yeah, but it's not, I mean, Arizona's also had a lot more cases, so it's, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things. It's like, we, we're sort of at the mercy of, of what happens right with the rest of I mean, we're all, the, we, this, this whole pandemic has exposed how connected the whole world is because at this point we're all, yeah. we're all sort of in limbo, all of us really. Right. And it's tough. It's like, you know, if you put up a, a no, if outside you put up a no, sm- okay, this is the no smoking area. And then five feet to the right, there's a smoking area. Well, it's gonna, it's yeah. gonna get over the other area. <laughs> um, yeah, it's tough because it's, it's nice that you see little things opening, but as far as touring, I mean, it, it just, it, it doesn't make sense financially. Like if you can get one gig, but you got to, you got to fly there. You got to drive there. You got to get the hotel or you're going to lose. And then the chance I'm of happy. that gig getting canceled, it's like. Getting canceled. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy to money, but I definitely can't afford to lose money, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's, it's tough. Yeah. I don't know. I guess we just got to keep being creative and thank goodness for home studios. Yeah, for real. I mean, like you said, you just open up your logic and, uh, you know, create and. Yeah. I mean, think about what, what must it, like, what would, I try to, I try to do the glass half full kind of like scenario. You think about like, okay, the, 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 the pandemic's terrible and yes. And, and, you know, it's, we feel terrible for people who have obviously died and, but like, yeah. think about how difficult this would have been without the internet or like <sighs> imagine 50 years ago, like how would you record even like, cause you would have to go to the, the, the what we have access to the iPhone, for example, that's how I'm doing. We run the show off mobile. Like that's what we do. Nice. We can get pretty solid recordings. Uh, you know, we were just talking to a, a producer who said, I think is the first guy that taught him how to do what he does you know, to produce music, bought a, like a digital recorder. It was like a 12 or 16 track recorder, something like that. Mm-hmm. It was $70,000. $7, Whoa! Thousand <laughs> dollars for for yeah. something that like your iPhone makes better recordings than that now, like right now in your pocket. Yeah. So yeah. you're running? Are you running through a phone? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Everything you hear in the podcast, is, I mean, if it wasn't recorded professionally in the studio, all the all the podcasts are done mobile. Yeah, on a phone. That's amazing, and and that I can see you guys right now, and I. I see headphones and, and, and microphones. So I guess you got some, some splitters and stuff. Going. It's a, amazing. We have a live board. So I run this. I basically run this like a live show. And so and that's then why you it sounds that- live. Yeah. These are live mics. Yeah. And everything's just, uh, and then it's just one little piece, one little uh, audio interface that hooks up yeah. through the, the lightning port. And then there you go. So. Oh, I, I love technology. I really do. <laughs> Yay. What would you Finally, do? Finally. 
without it no. uh, i don't know i i guess i'd be singing in the street i don't know <laughs> but then you'd probably need a permit then i'd probably go yeah, to jail so i would be in jail right now why do you need a why do you need a permit oh gosh, to, to park somewhere and play music i don't understand well because she lives in california where everything has to have permit like Goodness. Yeah, we're we're big on the permit here. Really I'm maybe are. I'm sure other other parts of the country it's maybe more lax, but here it's it's very intense. Yeah, I'll come I'll come somewhere else maybe where I won't need a permit. Right. You don't even need a permit to carry a weapon around here. Like you can conceal a gun. <laughs> this is the Wild West. I kid you not. You can conceal a gun. No permit. No government tell you nothing. You just go to the store. You buy one. That's what it's like wow. in Arizona. Yeah. Yes, it's different. It's so amazing how. Just, you know, I don't know how many miles away. I'm not, not far. We're not that far away. No, and no. it's like so different. No? Different world. Yeah, for sure. What part are you in? What, what city are you in? So this, we're in Tucson right now. I live in Phoenix. And, cool. Um, cool, cool. It's about a two hour drive in between. Not that you would know much about that, Ryan. Don't drive much. To, I, oh, no, I wouldn't know. Oh. He wouldn't know. <laughs> Such the diva. I have to show up for him. I'm a, di- a quote diva now. <laughs> you okay. are a bit of a diva. But I. I the talent. Talent is waiting. Here's the thing. I'm he like produces. The, this is what I can't. I, I can't knock him. This is what I because say. he's still. He comes to the show and he produces. I'm yeah. like Dennis Rodman from the '96 Bulls. I would agree with that. Oh yeah. You know, like they put up with it because they knew come game time he was going to deliver. <laughs> that's, that's right. I'm. Uh, I'm from Chicago originally, so I, I appreciate oh. the. Re- <laughs> Did you grow up yeah. with watching all the? The Michael Jordan. It was like the Bulls, you know, and the three-peat and all that. I mean, yeah. of course, I was young at that time, but that's, yeah, that's all anyone was talking about. Yeah. yeah. yeah he was like, he was like, I can't imagine what it was like in Chicago. Oh, crazy. It, it's amazing. I mean, you go to other cities you and you see people wearing Bulls jerseys. It's, it's everywhere. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people that wear Cubs stuff, too, around here. <laughs> around there. Yeah, I noticed you Why? have a Cubs hat. There's a lot of. I, I believe they do spring training out here, if I'm not mistaken, or they did. They did at one point. I don't know if it was okay. in Tucson or Phoenix, or if they moved to well, Phoenix. A lot of people that have um, two residents, they have one down here, so mm. during the winter time they can. Yeah, that makes sense. the The weather in, in Illinois is pretty rough. Winter is heaven yeah. here in the desert. Like it really is. It's why That's we live. Here. Do you get cold? You get really cold at times. Or? Yeah, when it's like yeah, seventy degrees outside, we're freezing. It can <laughs> get to freezing. It can. And there's been it, I mean, the last ten years, here, dude. I mean, jacket. how many times do you think it got down where there was snow in in the mountains in the distance? I mean, maybe two or three times I can think of it off the top of my head in the last ten years. Wow. Yeah. You need to do a I, desert. Wearing shorts, I was like, whoa, that's awesome. <laughs> you need Pretty to do much. a desert album. Have you ever experienced? I would love that. I bet you find a new emotion that you never experienced before. I I, I hear about just the. I've been to the desert a little bit in in California, and you know, driving to Vegas, or I was in Tucson as a as a kid, so I don't remember it super well. But yeah, I just hear about the magic of the desert. Is do you feel that? Is there like a? I don't know. How do you describe it? You live there, so you probably know it better. I, f- I do feel that. Like, I don't want to sound corny. Piece. There's a peace but, element to it, but yeah. you you might be able to describe it better. 
so I moved out here in 2005. You don't have to tell your life story. No, no, I'm not going to tell the life story. <laughs> but no, I, the only thing I was going to say about that is like I thought it was going to be temporary. Like I was going to like, well, I'm going to move here for a little bit. So I grew up uh, military, moved a bunch of places. You know, I lived in California okay. for a few years, Alaska, like a few different places. So I always figured yeah. this would be a spot for a few years and then I'd move on. And it's still 2020 yeah. and I'm here and there's something that called to me in the desert. I can't describe it, but like there's a beauty to the desert and there's a feeling to the desert. You go out and you hike in the desert or whatever that I don't, I haven't ever felt anywhere else that, yeah. um, I don't know. Like even the, even the, like the icon for our channel is, is a very special cactus, um, the, out in the white tank mountain reserves where it's like, it's got this massive hole in the body, but still standing. Those things are remarkably wow. resilient. Yeah. They're, they're amazing. Um, it just, you, you go out and you, and you look at some of the desert scenery, it's like, a um, it might as well be a set on a movie for a, like a foreign planet. Cause that's what it, that's what yeah. everything's weird and different here. And I love that. About it. it's just, <laughs> yeah. For real. Like I, I, that's I can't so, get enough of the cactus. I wonder if there's something to the fact that it's it's such a harsh environment. It can be, but it's so beautiful. And and just the creatures that live there, you know, I've seen from, uh, you know, whatever, National Geographic, or right. you just see the animals and the plants that live there, and they're amazing yeah. how they can survive on such little water. And, yeah, it's, it just seems like such a special climate and place. It really is. You sold me. Um, Heck yeah. yeah. Desert album. Yeah, like yeah. Heck yeah. We lied to you. We're real estate agents that go after big <laughs> Yeah, yeah. All right. We're only big rock uh, stars and we got you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well Yeah, I'm afraid not the time for me to buy property, but at some point. <laughs> yeah. Best time. Though. Well, we don't want to take yeah. up your whole entire day here. But, uh, well, thanks for having me on your show. This was so much fun. We have a yeah. quick five. These are quick fire questions here. Okay. Five quick ones. Ready? Yeah. Favorite dessert of all time? Uh, ice cream. Strawberry ice cream. <laughs> Favorite car? Or strawberry ice cream. Favorite car? Uh, 71 Corvette. Okay. All right. Oh, really? No way. Yeah. yeah. Stingray? That's my favorite. That's like one of my favorite yeah. cars. So, yeah, I just I love the body at that time. They were so much more shapely and, and beautiful. Shapely. Um, that blew my mind. Like that is I'm <laughs> I had to give him a look on that one. That's great. Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> favorite movie. Uh Double Indemnity of like a film noir from the forties. Interesting pick. That's a good one. Not surprised by this pick, but never seen it. Yeah, no. it's really good, and it's got got all kinds of lines like "I never knew murder could smell like honeysuckle." It's <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> okay. It's just wonderfully shot. It's great. That's awesome. That's a good one. Favorite Check guitar riff. <laughs> Ooh, Black Magic Woman. <laughs> I mean, that's probably not, but I'm sure that's not my favorite, but right. it's just the first thing that always pops into my mind. That one is hard to ignore. Really. That's fantastic. Yeah. I'm so happy. It's, that I, it's not bad, but it's the first thing that comes to mind. I'm just happy that you sang it for us instead of just saying it. That's That was even better. And that I knew what it was. <laughs> yeah, that made my day. <laughs> that tone. I mean, that's not even, that's definitely not my favorite kind of guitar tone, but it's just, it's iconic. 
I mean, the come way on. the way he hit that note in that song, just something special happened there. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. yeah, it's classic. He's desert magic, you know. Yeah. He, he seems like he's quite tapped into that whole vibe. Yeah, it almost feels awesome. like that that note was so good that he didn't even play it; like it was someone else. It just happened. It just yeah, it just the guitar did it on its own. Sing. And he just happened to just be in the room. Him. The guitar used him as the instrument <laughs> to let that come Hey, up. that's the connection to your instrument. That is one of the best notes in the history of rock. It's so great. Yeah, it is. Now that you bring it up, it, yeah, that's a very good pick. That's a really good one. I mean, I don't know, probably if I were going to stop and be more thoughtful, maybe I would. Um, I mean, there's some great Hendrix ones or even like um Django Reinhardt like the gypsy jazz player I might go back to that but that wouldn't be the rapid fire so I'm gonna go with ee, 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 ee. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's my answer to it. last one Fa- favorite vocal performance oh um Aretha Franklin on her gospel album when she does a, a mashup of um Precious Lord and uh, You've Got a Friend by Carol King. Oh, okay. Yeah. Check that out. I don't think I've heard that it's from her. So, it's so magical and it's just the it's the air, 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 air of vocal performance. <laughs> okay, all right. It's, we're gonna... coming, it's coming from another place, you know? Huh. We got a bonus yeah. bonus question. Okay. Best best moment on stage with the, with the audience. Best moment on stage, uh, I was doing a show in Germany and a dog fell in the water behind us and was drowning. Oh my um, gosh, are you kidding me? But we didn't know, so the whole audience was going, <gasps> and I thought I thought they were just really into what we were doing. And I was like, wow. Because oh, no. Snuffy was playing solo at that point, and I was like, well, I mean, it is really good. Yeah, I guess I guess <laughs> yeah. they're feeling it. And then, and then I followed, I could tell they were looking off in a direction. So I looked behind me and there's this little dog. And then this, cause it was kind of, the stage was at the bottom of this wow. hill and there was a deep river. This is incredible. So this, this guy, this guy ripped his shirt off and jumped into the, into the river <laughs> and saved the dog. Yeah. And, and, so the and then the whole audience. Or the or maybe the dog saved him, and they all, everyone was applauding, and it was it was crazy. So that yeah, that's my favorite um, experience. Wow, that's great. That's it had nothing to do with us, but it was fun. Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> I'm just the glad moment. the story had a happy ending with the dog getting saved. That's great. That's good. Yeah, he was this little kind of Jack Russell too. So I, I don't know how long it's up for going in there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you, Sarah. You're awesome. Thank you. You too. Thank you guys for having me. This was this is seriously the most fun. Don't tell the other podcasts. No, yeah, okay. this was so much fun. Here's the thing: is it's sort of when our, you're here, it's our what brand, people say, and then yeah, our vibe. Have a little bit of fun. Pete, we are the most fun podcast on the on the planet. I mean, it's no according offense. According to, to the metrics, other, according to metrics, um, we, hey, you know, metrics don't lie. Um, it wouldn't be able to happen without you, Sarah. Thank you, like for real. You're, you're a blast. Like you're hilarious, and you're so talented. Um, it's uh, it's really quite a privilege to talk to you. I'm curious, uh, uh, where can the folks find you? If we want to find you, how can we reach you yes. on social? Well, the street I live on is called. No, <laughs> uh, if 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 you want to find me um, in a digital way, um, <laughs> digital. please 
please go to my website. It's uh, Sarah, S-A-R-A, Nimitz, N-I-E-M-I-E-T-Z.com. And then that's got links to Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you know, everything. And I've got my new album, 2020, that's out now. If, if people want to stream it or listen to it or there's vinyl. So Ooh, however they want to get it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, vinyl. Yeah, vinyl. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. And uh, folks, Thank you. you know, I hope we all hang out someday in real life. I think we'd have so much fun. Get a oh, beer yeah, or whatever. Yeah, totally, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah, really, sometime. Let's do that. Uh, I would love to, to totally. grab some instruments and, and actually, you know, learn a bit. That's that's just. You're fun. So, so much be fun. A good time. For real. Fun. Yeah. Um, Sarah, thank you. And, and folks, thank you. You know where to find us anchor.fm slash inside the sound. Ryan, do you anything else you want to say? Hashtag Sarah rocks. Ooh, hashtag thank you very much. Hashtag I have to agree. Uh, Sarah, you rock. And uh, bye, everybody. We love you all. Bye.